This programme is brought to you by Training Tilt. Training Tilt is a complete toolkit for coaches, health and fitness professionals and nutritionists. Combine your website, e-commerce needs, client communications and training plans into a single affordable platform. For more information, please go to www.lisatamati.co.nz forward slash training tilt. Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the podcast that gets deep into the psyche of extraordinary achievers across all genres, cutting to the chase to unlock the secrets of their success, their achievement, philosophies, and motivations. Join us in the quest to find out what makes the movers and shakers of our world tick and what gems and wisdom we can learn from them. So good morning everybody, uh, Lisa Tamati here on Pushing the Limits and today I've got my best mate and business partner in life and crime, uh, Neil Wagstaff from Running Hot Coaching, our mutual business. Welcome to the podcast, Neilo. Thanks mate, how are you? I'm very good, not too bad. Good to have you on board, Neil's with me on Skype. And today our subject is going to be about how important it is to work out we all know that, but also to work within, uh, working on the inside, uh, and what we mean by that. So, Neil, take it away. What, what, do we, what do you mean by working in? We've noticed a lot, especially in the past um, past 12 months, as you know, we've got the gym over here, Peak Fitness and Health in Havelock North, and a lot more people in the past sort of 12 to 18 months coming in and reporting they're not getting the results, having trouble losing weight, some of the guys having trouble putting on muscle, the same for the ladies as well. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, people have been told by other health professionals to, to stop exercising altogether. Whoa. So we started, which, yeah, whoa. That scares but, me. Uh, that's, that's who, are these, who are these health professionals? <laughs> I think the, there's a big assumption out there. It's, I've noticed a lot. When I started in health and fitness over 20 years ago, it used to be health and fitness. Yeah. It's now, now separated a lot and there's, there's fitness on, on one side of the fence and health on the other. When really, in our, in our opinion, they, they really are part and parcel of the same thing, aren't they? Yeah, one in, one in the same. And I think the, the assumption from a lot of health professionals that fitness these days is about feasting people, it's high-intensity interval training, so everything's about hit workouts and it, it doesn't need to be that. That's appropriate if your, your body's needs to be doing that but there's other times where your body needs to be needs to be working in a little bit more you need to be rather than working out at high intensity you need to work in so what we what we mean by that is a working in session wouldn't have any major elevation of heart rate so you wouldn't expect your heart rate to go up mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect your breathing rate to go up um you'd expect your tongue your tongue to stay nice and moist and wet often in a workout you're, you're reaching for your water bottle and you want to you want to you're breathing hard so you'd expect it's a working in session to improve your digestion. So a real good way to, to really get into doing some working in is do it on a full stomach. So if you can do it after breakfast, after lunch or after dinner, and you can get through a session feeling comfortable, then you're doing it at the right intensity and the right level. So what sort of exercises are we talking about here, Neil? Like, um, you know, is, is that going for a brisk walk, um, that type of thing? Yeah, it could be, and that is real individual, and that's hopefully what we get across to everyone today, Lisa, is that it's going to be very much individual to what the person enjoys. I've tried in my experience and going through the journey myself, I've tried a lot of different things. Some things I find are certain, some meditations I've tried, yep. and I'm sitting there, my foot tapping away, wondering what's happening next, what's going on. 
and really not getting the result I'm looking for. Yeah, cause I'm, it's so I'm hard, just, isn't it, to get your yeah. mind just quieten down. It is a fantastic thing. But what, what can you do if you're one of those people who just cannot sit still in the middle of the day for 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm that person. Yeah. Uh, I'm moving around as I'm talking to you now. So for me, I, I wanted to find things where I could move a bit more. So I've been using a great app called uh, Romwod, R-O-M-W-O-D. And it, it's, um, it's come from the CrossFit world a little bit um, with, with a couple of guys that have got a CrossFit box over in the States. And... And they put together a great series of stretch routines, and it's worked for me. Um, there, you can do a short version of 12 minutes or a longer version of sort of 20 to 25 minutes. And I've been ticking one of those off each day. Time-wise, it works well for me, somewhere between 12 and 20 minutes. And I can actually feel the benefits with doing the stretches they're prescribing, and it gives me something to focus on. Yep. And so, so you're getting a bit of a change up every every day. You're seeing something new on the on the app. Yeah, something something different, something new, and. With the way my brain works as well, I'm seeing people dressed in fitness gear doing the exercises. So it, it still has that association for me with with training, yeah. which is important for you know as we've discussed in the past for who who I am and and what my identity is. I need yeah. to associate with that that side of things still. Yeah. So that's worked wonders for me. Getting out and and doing stuff in in nature. So you know, doing stuff where I might go for a walk up to Marta Peak or um, go for a walk around some of the local reserves. If I'm getting out, getting a bit of sun on my skin and moving, then I find that helps me to, to switch off massively as well. Again, the key is not pushing too hard, just staying well within those comfort zones that we discussed. So I'm not looking at getting breathing up. I'm not looking at getting heart rate up. I'm just going out for a stroll. So this is, I mean, this is also something, even when, if, you're, if you are fit and healthy and able to exercise full on and do high intensity, there's a, there's a real health benefit to doing this type of stuff uh, just at least two or three times a week and just whenever you're getting stressed, isn't it? It's, it's, it's all about lowering stress levels and tapping into the parasympathetic nervous system. Let's, let's tap into that sort of idea a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, certainly agree with you. In this day and age, it's there's this life is busy. I mean, you, we know that we yeah. know that very very well. Both us, we've uh, we we lead busy lives. They're the lives we want to lead, but you've got to have a nice a nice balance. And your trouble is, your body won't recognise um, if what type of stress is. So you've got stress from family, you've got stress from work, you've got stress from the food you're putting in your body, stress from things like the coffee and the drive to work, all those sort of things can add load to your body. You then add exercise into that and your body, if it's high intensity, will see it as a similar sort of stress. So if that's escalating and escalating and escalating, there comes a point that your body says, hang on a minute, this is, we're filling the bucket a bit too full here and the bucket's starting to spill over the edges. So with looking at adding in some working in, exactly as you say, if it's two, three sessions a week, let's say for example you do five sessions a week and they're all based on high intensity interval training. So they're all hit sessions. Yeah. Rather than do do five of those a week, replace two or three of them with some working in and just give it a try for three, four weeks. Have a look at what your original goals were. If you wanted to develop some lean tissue and some muscle, keep an eye on your 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 muscle your muscle content and see if it goes up. Why, why would this go? I mean, it's counterintuitive, isn't it? We all think that we have to be in pain all the time. We have to be working out really hard, sweating, uh, stressing the hell out of our body in order to have any gain. No, no pain, no gain, uh, as the old saying goes. Why is that not necessarily true in regards to the parasympathetic nervous system and the lowering of stress levels? And why does that actually have an, uh, the opposite effect sometimes? 
the and the bit that I've spent a lot of time getting the, the clients I work with getting their head round is that the assumption is your body grows and develops when you're when you're putting it under load. Mm. The assumption is you'll get fitter when you run, you'll get fitter when you run further, you'll get stronger when you lift more, you get stronger when you lift heavier. Yeah, and we know it's true, but you've got to remember that when you're doing that, you're actually breaking your body down. So you're breaking your body down so it will grow and develop. Okay? Mm. So you put pressure on your body, you want to put that pressure on it, you work you want it to break down. What we miss is that we're not giving it time to rest and recover. So we increase all of our stress hormones. We increase um, how regularly they're released into our into our system. Yep. And they don't give the body enough time to recover. So again, sounds counterintuitive and sounds strange, but you're going to get faster, stronger, and lose fitter. More weight. <laughs> exactly when you're recovering. Yeah. So if you're having these days where you're stimulating, as you say, your parasympathetic nervous system. Then in, during those days, the ones where you're really going to start to grow your muscle, you're going to start to lose your weight, and you're going to become, if, you, if you're looking at running as our example, you're going to start to run more effectively. And it's, it's a bit like, uh, I suppose, running a car on empty all the time. If you only put $5 worth of petrol in the tank, you're going to be constantly running on empty. Whereas if you give it a chance to fill right up again, and then you can go for longer and harder and better, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Some of the, one of the best bits of advice I was given as well is um, when you feel the energy levels come back up, which you will, and you do, don't feel you've got to use them all up. Ah, that's one of my problems. I always do that. As soon as I've got a bit more, <laughs> I can't smash it again. <laughs> so how do you get, you know, like we, we, you know, a lot of my our listeners are, uh, are athletes and they are people that uh, have been taught discipline and, and willpower and determination and huge goals and and you know pushing the barrow every step of the way how do they take a step back and go actually i'm going to get more performance out of doing a half hour of yoga today rather than doing a half marathon how do you get your head around that i think from an athlete especially from the runners that we we work work with leases it's looking at total training volume so let's say keeping it simple you've got 10 hours of training in a week and you want to hit those 10 hours traditionally those 10 hours have been filled up with running mm. Okay, all we're going to do now is that switch some of those hours out for something like yoga. So it might be that the 10 hours of running are now turned into seven hours of running and three hours of working in exercises like a, like three yoga classes. Yep. The volume is still there, um, but you, you find that the volume is just used up in a different, a different way, a more effective way. And you've got to, part of it is becoming comfortable with it, and you've got to give it a period of time. So it might be that you do a, a simple 5K time trial in week one. Go through this process, giving yourself some more rest and recovery, and then do the same in week four or five, and see where you're at with regards to energy levels and how the time trial is looking. A couple of things that happen, you'll either run it faster, um, and or you'll run it more comfortably with feeling like you've got more energy in the tank, and it's not such a chore. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, and so you know, it's it's really fighting against your your own uh, guilt. Like you know, we deal with a lot of motivated people, uh, and and the guilts come in when they're not doing the mileage that they used to, and their Strava's not showing as many miles as it used to. Or um, it, it's it's balancing out that 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 fear of losing it all and realizing that you're actually going to gain a whole lot more by being on this um, more mixed up program. And this is where I think also like cyclic training comes in, like throughout the year doing the same old, same old and expecting to keep improving doesn't work, does it, Neil? That's it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on again, Lisa. It's looking at the, the, the mix across the year. You can have 
say four or five months a year, a 16 to 20 week build up, as an example, to a marathon where the training volume will be quite high. And you'd expect it to be quite high. We're not saying you're going to start getting results by not training. You still need to train. But exactly as you say, that build up to the marathon could be a 16 to 20 week build up, followed by a period of some downtime. Yep. You allow your body to recover, you allow it to recoup, and that's where you might have a higher volume of um, yoga activities. And all of the working in exercise we were talking about, there could be more walking in your program, you may do some light cycling, something different that's going to allow your body to rest and recover. And then you can, after six to eight weeks of that, you then may look at another peak where you may have another 16-week week build up to a half marathon. Yeah. And then you, this is the perfect sort of cycle in, year, in the year. Yeah, exactly. So you go, you hit those peaks and troughs and you hit them effectively. What we're, you know, as a... As, as a nation now and as a, a community of, of runners, what we're great at doing is just loading it up, loading it up. There's so much choice of events now that you can happily be doing one a week, one a month, whatever you want to. There's some great events out there, but the best advice we can give is is pick the, the two or three a year that you want to peak in yeah, and then go for those because otherwise it's uh, it's going to be a short road in, uh, in, your, in your running career yeah. and your health career as well. Yeah, so your longevity, and this is what we try to breed athletes who have longevity in the sport, who get to achieve their, their massive goals um, and don't burn out on the way. And, um, you know, a lot of our people, and us included, have all got that FOMO. You look on Facebook and everybody's doing everything every weekend. So it appears to you when you're looking at it, but you're looking at maybe a hundred people doing different things and it, to you it feels like, oh, everyone's doing it and I'm not. And I think, um, so we all we'll have this fear of missing out sort of syndrome going on, but sometimes less is more. And I mean, I certainly know in, in my career, the times when I've burnt myself out completely, um, I've, I've put on weight despite huge mileage I've I've gotten sick. I've I've ended up with adrenal fatigue. I mean, and that's another podcast in itself. Uh, and all of these things can be avoided if we treat ourselves a bit more. We're not being soft. It's not about being soft and gentle. It's actually about being more intelligent, isn't it? And smart training. Yeah, and that's actually. I mean, I found personally that's actually harder, mate. It takes more it discipline. Does. <laughs> it does. It takes more. It's harder, and it takes more discipline, more resilience to to do it this way. I've got better results from doing it, but it's a lot harder to do it this way. You've got to be more disciplined. You've got to be more on the ball to to do it, and you you become stronger as a result. So it's it. It does sound backward. It is counterintuitive, but you will will get better. I think I gave the example of the the start of the the, the bucket analogy of how much you fill in the bucket. The other thing to to look at with this is what else you're putting in the bucket. So what I mean by that is if you've got a high sugar diet, there's a lot of processed foods in there. You regularly skip meals. There's a lot of coffees. You, you enjoy, enjoy a, a glass of wine and all those sort of things. All those things. If you're putting all those things in the bucket, then something's got to give and that might need to come from your activity. The way you can get clever and more creative is take some of those things out of the bucket. So reduce your sugar, pull back on your coffees, um, make sure you're eating regularly and make sure you're eating right for your, your body type. So you get all those things right, all of a sudden your ability um, to sustain longer bouts of activity and higher intensity activity will go up. Absolutely. So, yeah. Look at what's going in the bucket. Sleep patterns, it's, it's huge. One of the best ways to recover and the best way to get your results is sleep. Again, it sounds 
it sounds like we're, we're talking about it all the wrong way, but the better quality you're, you're sleeping and the more sleep you're getting, the better your results going to be. Yeah. And and I know I've definitely over the years, I've, I've, I've pushed it hard and burned a candle at both ends definitely with early starts and late finishes. But now making a change to that, you're like, ah. Hang on a minute. This this actually does make sense. And 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 the and the world doesn't stop. You know, I think uh, uh, high powered people and executives and and people like you with three kids and me and with five businesses, uh, where we are, we've got to keep the foot on the pedal. Um, but something will give, and if you do not refill yourself, um, take time out. This is also about you know doing things that you actually enjoy and, and hanging out with friends. And there's so much study that I've been doing lately as well to say that all of those things actually have an effect on your hormone levels. When you're hanging out with mates and you're having a good time and a good laugh, that releases all the things, the oxytocins, the you know the, all the, the good stuff that you need that then helps you put into the next battle that you've got ahead of you so it's all a matter of going forward surging forward recovering surging forward recovering getting to the next level recovering and recovery is the most important part of that program not the actual exercise it's the recovery that gets the benefits of the exercise and if you just keep smashing yourself in life and your stress and your business at home and your personal life your emotional life you know, in, in running hot coaching, we are all about the whole person, eh, Neil? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. This is it's about looking at the the big picture, the the whole person. If you look at the whole person, you start to you start to get the results, and it's it's getting those results and getting comfortable with with who you are as well. So it's part of part of looking at the whole person. You got to look inside and look at who you are, what makes you tick. Understand that it's all right to say no. Yep. and understand that some of the time you're not gonna you're not gonna get everything everything done. It's we see obviously that a lot of the people that want to run the the big bigger bigger marathons and the ultra marathons and things like that they're generally been a slightly stereotypical, but usually they're type A personality. Yeah, it will spend a lot of time with their their sympathetic <laughs> nervous system stimulated. So accepting that and understanding that is is part of becoming a better person and therefore a better runner and a better a better athlete. You've just got to work out what needs to come out of the bucket and what what you need to put back in to replace it. So exactly as you say, hanging out with your mates, laughing is one of the we we had some good fun at the at work at the gym here the other day. At least we we just looked at the benefits. We were looking at the benefits of laughing with the team and sitting back and just having a good laugh. Um, and a good laugh from you, that, that belly laugh that we've been there a few times, you and oh, I, yeah. where you've got tears rolling down your face. <laughs> and uh, it's just you you can't stop. And those are the stuff that good memories are built of, but it makes you feel good. It yeah. makes you feel good. So one thing I'd say to the listeners is, is ask yourself, when was the last time you had a good belly laugh? Yeah. When was the last time you had the tears rolling down your face and you had trouble? Trouble stopping it. Those those are the moments you want to in, include more regularly in your life and be around people that stimulate that with you. Yeah, yeah, and give give back to you so that you've got more in the tank to, to go and do stuff with. Because all of those things, they all do things on a chemical level. It's not just about feeling good. It's what's actually happening in the background on a cellular level, on a hormone level, to your mitochondria. All the the, the knock on effect of your emotions, of your stress levels, your frustration levels, they all have a massive effect on your ability to train, to be a top athlete, to be a top executive, whatever it is that you're, you're looking at. And, uh, you know, that's why I love it, at, you know, with running hot coaching, we don't just look 
at the person as our marathon runner. We look at them as a complete person with, this is Mary with three kids and an executive job and she's a marathon runner as well. And we want her to be doing that at 40 and at 80. Um, and I think having that attitude as coaches and trainers is really, really beneficial for, for our people. Wouldn't you agree, Neil? Yeah, yeah, 100, 100%, 100%, Lisa. I think the another good thing, and especially for everyone's takeaway from today, is just working out what little changes you can make. We like to, exactly as you just said, we like to meet people where they're at. There's no, there's no standard. You haven't got to be here by a certain time or no. that level by a certain time. It's meeting each individual where they're at and then helping them move forward. So for some of you listening and you're feeling like, well, based on this, I've got a lot to change. I've got changes to make to my diet. I'm I'm exercising too much. I've got to add in this. I've got to add in that. Find one or two simple things that you can start changing today. That might be as simple as trying a – replacing a high-intensity workout with a with a lower-intensity walk. It could be as simple as that. Try, try that. It could be as simple as going from two or three coffees a day to one or two coffees a day. Yeah. Start with little steps. You've always said, Lisa, and said many times to me, take attack your goals with little bite-sized pieces. Absolutely. So you've got the bigger picture, you chew off little little bits, and those little bits, doing that each day will make a make a huge difference, and then that's what will start to refill the tank. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So every day, just a little bit further, closer to your goal, just a tiny wee baby step in that direction every day a little bit. And with that attitude, you can attack the biggest goals I've found, the most hugest projects, the, the most scariest things are all manageable if you're just looking to get to the next power pole and not exactly. looking 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 k's down the road. Um, it will always overwhelm you. So pick something from today's podcast, instigate it into your life, make a change today and make it happen. Don't, don't feel overwhelmed, really. It's people, if you are feeling overwhelmed with the amount you've got to do, it's another reason to, to introduce some working in. You're feeling overwhelmed, you've got those feelings, you're doing too much, that's when you need to introduce the working in. All right, and just as you say, a little bit each day, if it starts to become too much, then it's not having the effect it should. No. I mean, give, drop us an email, give us a, um, just through the website, and if, you, if you're work, having trouble working out how to, how to put all this together, then give us a, give us a shout. It's, yep. it's easy once you've got the formula. Yep, runninghotcoaching.com, that's us. So thanks very much, Neil, for taking time out of your busy day today. Neil's going to be popping in uh, every every week or two on the podcast, doing a little short educational podcast around themes of health, fitness, uh, everything, mindset, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, we'd love to help you out. So we'll talk to you again next week, Neil, and thanks, everyone, for listening. All right, Liz, good talking to you. Take this opportunity to tell you about my new e-course, The Path of an Athlete, that I just launched recently. This is all about how to develop mental strength, resilience and tenacity, learning how to overcome the barriers to reaching your full potential and stop those limiting beliefs that have held you back. Whether it be in your personal life, your career or in your sporting goals, you can control the outcome of your life. For more information, please go to www.lisatamati.co.nz forward slash ecourse. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.
That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.